Hey guys, welcome to Heart to Talk the podcast. I am your host, Teresa Caesar, and you are tuned into episode 22. Did you know that you have the power to thrive, not just survive when it comes to your health? Here to share more and give tips on this is today's guest, Phoebe Jenkins. Phoebe has helped so many people increase their vitality, feel and look strong, improve their eating habits, and stay motivated as they get that juicy health glow. Her health and coaching methods will give you a lifestyle that adds power to every other part of your life. Phoebe makes healthy extremely easy, fun, and sexy. I bring to you all my conversation with the health coach and personal trainer. I help high achievers lose weight, lose 30 pounds, increase their energy by 30%. And with this is without radical dieting or hours at the gym. That's really in a nutshell. What I'm passionate about though is helping people feel amazing and look amazing without having to work hard at it. That's incredible. Can you tell us about how you use intuition to guide people? Definitely. So for sure, a blend of, you know, the Western medicine sense of let's look at how is somebody eating, how is somebody exercising and a person's mindset as well. Mental health is really important to me. And also I think every person kind of intuitively knows what is best for them or what they might need. And so while I will access my own intuition, I will also work with my clients to access their intuition so that we're making changes that really benefit them and aren't kind of a cookie cutter or aren't because they saw it on Instagram or aren't something that isn't, you know, sustainable for them, but really intuitively fits into their life. One of the biggest struggles that I see people come up against is this sense of, well, I, I thought it had to be this way, or I thought I had to restrict, or I thought I had to work out more. And, you know, actually, it's not that often what wow. I find. And so it's, it's almost like reframing how we look at health or getting healthy versus, um, yeah, jumping on the bandwagon or, or going for a trend that isn't sustainable. It's hard to do. And a lot of times people will jump on that trend. It works for maybe a little while and then they revert to their old ways because it isn't sustainable. And so what was the point to begin with? Yeah. And so for those of you guys are listening, Phoebe, this is her area of expertise and we all have a lot of things we juggle, but if you feel like you need some guidance, I would outsource this. If this is something that you've been putting off and having trouble really integrate into your life, is the eating healthy and fitness. So you do both. Can you tell us about how you differentiate from others? So yes, I'd like to say there's kind of three tiers to what I do, and that's eating energy and exercise. So the the E3 methodology and eating is, you know, all those things like how we eat, what we think about, what we eat, the emotions around how we eat, how we source our food, how we cook our food, how we get our pantry and our kitchen together. So anything that revolves around eating, right? I don't use the term nutrition because I'm not a nutritionist. Um, and I don't use the term dieting because it's not about dieting, but it's really about looking at how we eat. And I feel like eating has the, the biggest foundational piece in those three E's because oftentimes, you know, eating is like 80% of the work when it comes to weight loss, if that's a person's goal and exercise is really just the, the 20%. 
So then there's exercise and I definitely bring what I like to think of as a unique blend to that. So I've spent many years as a yoga teacher and training others to be yoga teachers as well. So I have a very kind of holistic a functional movement background. And then I also have spent a lot of time as a personal trainer, teaching people weight training, and then also as a dancer and um, an acroyogi doing performances and things like that. So a very kind of diverse blend of movement. And my approach with that is, you know, very targeted to goal specific in the sense of, okay, if a person is sitting at their desk all day, let's not ride a bike as exercise and run all the time because those are the exact same movement patterns. There's a type of fitness I teach called intensity fitness, and it's a radical combination of aerobics, strength training, kickboxing, some yoga, all paired with spoken affirmations. So super invigorating, super confident building, confidence building, and I think radically fun. And then with the third E, energy, that's everything that's your sleep. That's um, your mindset. That's everything that also impacts a person's health. I agree with you. I feel like mindset is everything. What about limiting beliefs that people have? Can you tell us about what you feel like is the biggest one? Great question. There are a wide variety of limiting beliefs. And, you know, I'm, I definitely have limiting beliefs of my own in various areas. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. We all do. I think that's something that's so important to remember too, is that like every single person out there has limiting beliefs. A lot that I see come up with my clients are that eating well and moving their body is difficult. And, you know, a lot of the time I'm working with high achievers and high achievers, meaning people who are really excelling in their career, you know, they're, they're scaling, whether they're entrepreneurs, they're working hard, whether they are C-suite executives, they're those kind of people who are so busy being creative and ambitious that their food is often like, well, maybe I'll microwave a frozen organic burrito or, yeah, I'm going to try to, you know, get HelloFresh or something like that. But it's just not, it's not in their own control still, right? So they're trying, but they can't, it still feels difficult. It still feels challenging and it's not quite how they want it. Um, so I'm working with a lot of those busy people. And there's this thought that like cooking at home is hard, figuring out how to organize their kitchen and their pantry is challenging. And that belief, I think, is totally wrong. So you basically show them how it's not? How, how do you do that? Yeah, great question. And so I think it can be challenging, right? It can be hard if it's gone about in a certain way. And I think it can also be quite simple if it's gone about through another system. I'm going to start that by saying that I think it's different for every person, right? Like I definitely teach a foundational piece and kind of system with making cooking easier. And also it can be customized to fit into each person's life. Now, that's going to be things like really using their freezer and their pantry to have staples and to be able to eat, eat two to three times when they really only cook once. And also making things that really do only take 20 minutes to have a delicious meal. And that doesn't mean it has to be, you know, let's say quinoa with a sweet potato curry every time. It doesn't have to be the same thing multiple times. There's so many options out there that can be made in, in short amount of time with some meal planning and meal prepping that happens. And the other thing are the appliances, right? So knowing what appliances to be using, how to organize using them. A lot of it comes down to habits and time management. I'll often cook dinner. I'll spend about 30 minutes cooking dinner at 6am sometimes because I'm a morning person. Oh, and then by the, idea. 
by the end of the day, right, I have my dinner ready. And not only do I have dinner, but I have dinner for that night. I have lunch for the next day. I have dinner again. I've put some in the freezer. So the week that I don't want to cook, I have a, a dinner ready for that time. So it, it kind of boils down to the organization, the time management, and just knowing some of those like, okay, here's the appliance you need. Here's the staples that you want in your pantry. And here's the list of, you know, kind of 50 different recipes. And um, I, I like to have my clients make a recipe bank, right? So they have, let's say, 20 to 50 um, pieces of gold in their recipe bank. I love and that. They and they can make three meals a week and three different meals for a week for a month. And then you can just repeat in a sense, right? And it doesn't feel like anyone's eating the exact same foods over and over. Wow. Okay. I love that advice because I feel like that's kind of my dilemma. And I'm sure other people listening where I feel like I make the same things. I know that you also create your own recipes as well. Yes, definitely. I love to tinker in the kitchen. I'll use the word tinker because I by no means would I call myself a chef, but for sure. I mean, I like to create my own chocolates, different types, and I like to create my own sauces and dips and I like to create my own soups and different types of stir fries and casseroles and um, different types of fun salads and really anything. I, I, I like recipes as like a, a foundational piece, but by no means do I ever follow them. Yeah. I love that. So you cook with your intuition. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <That's> definitely. <laughs> so I feel like a takeaway is just being prepared. I don't know about you, but at four or five, when I'm done with my day, the last thing I want to do is go be in my kitchen. I want to go for a walk. I want to go do something fun. I don't want to have myself in this headspace of needing to take care or prepare because that's what I do all day, right? And so for me, my evenings are very rarely filled with cooking. And I would say that eating out is something I've done maybe three times in the past year and a half. So I love it. Going back to your takeaway, yes, definitely being prepared is huge. And also knowing that it doesn't have to be every single morning, right? So maybe there's a Monday morning where you have a two-hour time period, and that's where you can cook three meals in an hour to an hour and a half generally and make them double or triple or quadruple the size, freeze some, save some, however you organize it. And really in that, that time period, you've cooked for the week. That's incredible. I'm motivated now to, to be prepared. I'm going to create a recipe bank. That's going to be my, my action steps is great. Yeah. So I am curious. So you are, first of all, incredible. I've gotten to work alongside of you or teach alongside on Captivate. And anytime you come on as a guest instructor, it's such a treat. Uh, you have an incredible energy about you. How did you become Phoebe that helps high achievers shed 30 pounds and increase their energy by 30%? So it's been a journey in a lot of different areas that started with an upbringing that was a bit holistic and alternative. So I grew up on an organic homestead where there was a lot of you know growing our own food and the, the meat that we ate was what we raised or was hunted. Um, so there's that kind of foundational piece. And then that gave me the interest to explore more alternative type of preventative health. Uh, you know, I've always been interested in what herbs and what plants can do things for our body and how eating is something we do every single day and how much it can impact us, both how we feel physically and how we feel emotionally and mentally. 
And so that led me to go to the Institute for Integrated Nutrition and really study food. And at the same time, I was in um, college to be a dancer. And so that kind of spurred a lot of that physical desire to explore what's functional versus just what's the trend. And that progressed um, just through a lot of years of working with clients already at that point, whether it was group fitness, personal training, teaching dance, um, working with clients after becoming a health coach at the Institute for Integrated Nutrition. And that really led me to hone down to what I wanted to focus on, which is what I hear most people complaining about. I want to lose weight and I want to increase my energy. And I was also, um, through those years, creating my own businesses, yes, as a health coach, but also running a massage therapy clinic with massage therapists, and then also um, opening a yoga teacher training school. And that led me to be like, well, who can I best help other than people who are also really, really busy? Because I, I literally am living proof that I can maintain eating well and exercise and self care while doing a lot. Yeah. And you are busy. You are definitely making an impact on this world. I, I do consider you a heart centered entrepreneur and just to hear your journey, um, having the previous businesses and now things have changed. Would you say you're mostly remote? Um, I'm a hundred percent remote at this point. Okay. Is there anything else that you would like to say in regards to your journey, what you do? Yeah. I want to add one more piece in that I think it's really important to remember that health is is really subjective. It's different for every single person. And so, you know, I might throw around the the term health here and the term weight loss here and the term energy. And I want all of us, including myself, to continue to think outside the confines of what those words mean because they mean something different to every person. And that I think the best way for us all to be healthier is to recognize what that means for us and not what it means to our friend and trying to be like that. Ooh, I love that. What does it mean to you, those words? So the word health to me means delight, really. And delight in the sense that I can wake up and feel delighted for my day, right? So there's a mental health component there. Um, I can feel delighted with my body. It doesn't hurt. It allows me to do the things I want to do. And I can be delighted with what I'm feeding myself because it makes me feel good and that tastes good. I love that. If we rename it, it just changes it all. That is really cool. Oh my god. Instead of being like, I'm going to the gym to, you know, work on my health. It's like, no, I'm working on my delight here. I'm having fun with whatever I'm choosing to do. And it's serving my my body, you know, in this sense. I I want to be like, how do I say not the soul, but really the body, the brain. That's beautiful. I'm like, what's my word going to mean to me? Yes. Oh, <laughs> what I want to hear. Mean to me? Yeah. Health means vibrancy. I think people associate it with such a negative viewpoint and what mm-hmm. it means or that it can't be sexy. And that's right. what I feel like you bring to health and wellness. People hear those words and they think like, I'm just going to be granola and boring and not have tasty food, but you make it sexy. (laughs) Tell me about that. I think it really comes back to kind of what I was saying along those lines of like, what is health? What is, you know, renaming it as something that makes more sense, like delight. And so, yeah, I I do think there's that thought of, okay, it's going to be granola-y. It's going to be, you know, eating quinoa all day long. And don't get me wrong. I do love quinoa. 
Um, <laughs> but it, it, it doesn't have to be, you know, I eat, I'll eat delicious desserts. I like to eat pizza. I mean, there's nothing that I don't love to eat. I, for me, what delights me is making it from good things. Right. And so I think where it can be sexier is the sense of like, there's no limitations to it. There, there are no confines to it. We can still express ourselves. We can still be us while nourishing our body. Because often it's like, we might be in this peak time of our life where we're young and vibrant or whatever age and vibrant. And at the same time, we're, we're wanting to take naps all day or our body is hurting. And it's like, there's nothing sexy about not feeling good. What's sexy is like being energized, being clear headed, you know, being on top of our game of being like, yo, I'm here, I'm powerful. And that is determined by how we take care of ourselves. I love that you said that, Phoebe, because it is not normal. People think it's normal to be like, I'm tired. I'm this. It doesn't matter how many amazing skincare products, makeup, Botox, the most beautiful clothes you can wear, whatever that is. But if I'm not eating right, my success and energy levels are affected. What I create isn't coming out as powerful. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I have noticed, especially since I've been on this path of growth and growing my business, my podcast, all these other areas, I have integrated healthy eating um, 1 million percent. But in the, the weeks I don't, the days I don't, I feel horrendous. Exactly. <laughs> and I look horrendous. I look puffy. <laughs> right. And I'm going to speak for myself here, but when I feel puffy or when I feel horrendous, I don't want to create anything. I don't want to show up and talk on a Zoom call. I don't want to do anything that's furthering my my goals or my vision of success. Yeah, it gets in the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in a way, it's like that care, that self care, that eating well, that exercise, paying attention to my energy is all really selfish. It's just so I can, you know, keep enjoying life, keep being successful, and keep having fun. I learned so much, and everything you do is amazing. I'm going to close it up with um, my three ending questions. So, the first one, Phoebe, what is the best advice you have to offer to everyone listening? Yeah. And that's, that's a powerful question. And I imagine that that advice will change the advice that I think is most important will change depending on when I'm asked it and what I'm going through. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, I think what I'd like to share is it's a kind of a quote in a sense that I've always lived by. And that is above all be kind and I think that fits into so many different areas, right? It's like be kind to ourselves, be kind to others, be kind to what surrounds us. It's also like in the moment when something is challenging, be kind to the moment and don't let the challenging kind of take it over. I don't know. I, I, I use that term and I put it in all different areas of my life. And so I think anyone listening can take those words how they want as advice and how it applies, but above all, be kind. It's simple, but applicable, like you said, to all areas. Next one, what's your favorite quote? My favorite quote is, oh my goodness, let me see if I cannot butcher it. It is, a thousand candles can be lit from the light of a single candle, and the candle's light will not be diminished. Oh happiness, happiness never decreases from being shared. Oh my goodness. That's beautiful. I love that quote. Yeah. I have it hanging on my wall and it's something I always remember. 
I've heard that it's a quote from Buddha, and I've also heard that that's a myth. So I'm not exactly sure. So we'll just say for now, unknown. And the last question, what is your favorite book? I love reading. So that's a tough question for sure. And I'm going to go with two. Yeah. <laughs> Quick one. Two that I think have impacted me in the past two years. Um, one is called Lost Connections by Johan Hari. And I highly recommend that book for anyone. And then the second one is called Humankind. And it's by, um, I think it's a Rutger Bregg, something like that is the last name or the author's name. Anyway, it's called Humankind, A Hopeful History is the name of the book. And both of those are easy to read, yet powerful, mindset-changing, life-changing, perspective-changing. And I recommend both of them. That is incredible. Thank you for those recommendations. And before I let you off, what does it mean to you when you say power to thrive, not survive? I think I've felt it myself at times. There's this sense of like survival mode. I'm trying to get through my day. I'm just trying to survive my work day. I'm trying to survive taking care of my family. I'm trying to survive um, negotiating kind of family relations. I'm trying to survive getting older and just trying to get through everything where thriving is a sense of being in control, right? And I don't use control in this term of like, I'm controlling my entire life and everything is militant in a sense, but control of how we feel is really powerful. And I think when we have that feeling, everything feels more manageable. And so this thriving is a sense of I'm in control of my finances. I'm in control of my relationships. I'm in control of my own self, how I eat, how I feel, my career, my education, my spirituality. All these things are centered and balanced and moving forward in the direction I want. Yeah, that's incredible. I love it. Coming from a place of empowerment. Thank you guys for tuning in to this episode. I do hope you enjoyed my conversation with Phoebe Jenkins. Remember to hit subscribe, rate, and tell all your friends about this podcast. For more information, you could visit my website at www.teresacaesar.com. You can also follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'll be back in two weeks.